Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Welcome to Culture Bites. My name's Dominic Gawley. I'm a consultant with Human Synergistics Australia, and I'm joined by fellow consultant, Ian Crothers. Hey, Ian. Hey, Dom. How are you going? Good. Ian, I need you to tell me what to do right now. I Why's need your time? advice because we're talking about the dependent style. Oh. So, <laughs> all right, we're going to get as many dad jokes in as we can. But um, continuing our series, so we've been going around the circumplex and looking particularly from an LSI point of view, you know, looking at different styles, you know, kind of define, you know, what it is, how does it show up, you know, what the impact might be for people, and then... You know, what are some possible actions, things people could do if they have yep. that particular style in their profile? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and of course, it, it's uh, possibly impactful in a different way, depending on whether we see it in the LSI 1 or in the LSI 2, you know? Good point. So if we start off with the 1 then, so that's in people's own thinking. Yeah, yeah. How does it show up there? Yeah. So it's um, useful to reflect on one of the key design principles of the circumplex, and that is that styles that sit directly across from any of the blue ones, Mm. in terms of how we might define it, they're kind of dead set opposites of each other. Mm. And so if we have a look at the circumplex, and we'll notice that dependent sits across from achievement. So really, however we would kind of define achievement and what we understand that to be, we now know then that dependent is the opposite of that. And so, you know, one of the key ways in which we define the achievement style is a strongly held sense or belief that my effort makes a difference. You know, I am and I can make a valuable contribution, but that's achievement, right? And so we swing down to the the opposite of that, which is dependent. It's pretty much the absence of that belief. You know, I don't feel like I can actually make a valuable contribution or that I'm not in a position to make a valuable contribution. Therefore, it's best if I defer to other people. Oh. You know, others are better placed than I. And so, you know, typical of, of all of the green styles, really, there's this sense in, in the LSI one of kind of almost holding one, oneself back or talking oneself out of things. Oh. Almost this nervousness around, you know, the degree to which I feel I can back myself. Yeah, so there's almost like a little bit of self-doubt or yeah. worry in there. I'm worried about kind of making a call or going for it, trying it, because I'm worried I might get it wrong or, you know, that I yeah. can't do it, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's just, for, you know, remembering, of course, dependent is a security-focused style. So it's almost this sense of, you know, it's safer for me if I hold back and defer to others or if I look to others, you know, for direction. And so, you know, what. And I guess we're focusing here LSI 1, but really I think what ends up happening is we, we do talk ourselves out of things, essentially. You know, we're, we're holding ourselves back or holding ourselves in check through this nervousness or this sort of lack of confidence around backing oneself. Hmm. What's the difference here? And maybe this is now getting to the LSI 2, but what's the difference? Because a pushback I hear is, well, I just want to include people in decision making. You know, yeah. I just want to you know, get together with my manager and talk about it, you know, but that, that's just me being collaborative, yeah, you know, what's yeah. kind of the difference? That's a, that's a really good point, you know, and, and we are now, I guess, 
alluding to what might be happening if we see it show up in the LSI 2, being other people's perceptions, right? And so Mm. the LSI 1 is essentially plotting intent. So my intent might be to be collaborative. You know, I actually want a really sound outcome, sound decision. And so therefore, my intent is to collaborate with others to make sure we get the right call or right decision, right? And so that's not dependent, you know. It's a failure to... Yeah, that's it. You know, that's coming essentially from a constructive intent. If, however, we see it in the LSI too, you know, gee, there it is, it's dependent. It's really saying that however I am positioning my intent, it's not landing in that way. And other people see me deferring to others, but, you know, their sense of it is that's coming from a kind of a security needs focus where, you know, I'm perhaps reluctant to back myself or nervous about making a decision. And that's why I'm deferring to others. You know, back through the LSI1 lens, that's not what it is at all. You know, my intent is I want to collaborate because I think that increases our chances of a good outcome. But there must be something in how I'm positioning that that leads other people to feel uh, it's coming from a dependent space. Right. So that's in the case where the outside one is fairly constructive, but the two has yeah. dependent in it. Yeah. What if they both have dependent in it then? Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, the LSI2 lens is, is seeing it for what it is, you know, like, so if it's in the LSI1, you know, there is this kind of, for whatever reason, right, could be for a whole number of reasons, but there's this apparent lack of willingness to back oneself mm. or confidence. And then, of course, if we see that in the other side too, so it's in both parts, then that is actually how it's landing with others. So in a way, you know, they're, they're seeing it in the same way that the individual is because the individuals describe themselves in this case as high independent and there it is in the other side too as well. Mm. And so is it about sort of motivation and sort of what I'm hearing in, like what's our motivation for reaching out to other people? Yeah, that's it. Is it genuinely you know, because we want to collaborate, bounce ideas around, or is it because actually it makes me feel a little more secure yeah. that I'm not out here making the call yeah. on my own? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you've touched on another element of the design of the circumplex, right? And, and that is the top-bottom access, you know, satisfaction, you know, down to security. So earlier we used the example of, you know, I just want to collaborate and consult others because that will increase my chances of getting a good outcome. So, so you know, that's not coming from a bottom end part in the circumference, uh-huh. right? Not so the security. Mo- yeah, uh-huh. it's not. The, the motive, if that's what the intent is, the motivation probably sits, you know, in the top end of the circumplex. But dependent is in the bottom end. So dependent is a security-focused style, right? And so that's kind of the difference, you know, say between affiliative and dependent or achievement and dependent they're in a different place when we look at that top-bottom axis. So those two blue styles that I just referenced are, you know, satisfaction-focused styles, but dependent is not, you know. And, uh. and so if it's there in the LSI 1, then the motivation is all about me feeling safe and secure, you know, which is where dependence sits. It's not where achievement and affiliative sit. And then, of course, if it throws out in the LSI too, you know, other people's perceptions, their perception is whatever it is that you're doing, even if it's under the heading of I want to collaborate, they're perceiving it to be coming from a security needs focus. You know, this person is approaching it in this way to help them feel safe and secure. Uh, and so it sounds in when you're talking, because 
part of it is looking to others for that direction, right? So being a good follower, so to speak. But also there's like a doubt element, which probably go together, right? Kind of a self-doubt, self-critical kind of element. But also like a being predictable, being cautious, yeah. Overcautious is one of the items in there. And I think it's kind of interesting because shouldn't we be cautious? True. But the item's overcautious. Yeah. You know? And so what does that imply? And that's that holding yourself back part you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, a little analogy I sometimes use is the one of the handbrake on the car. You know, and I, I guess what I'm referring to there is if we happen to notice a spike in dependent, by spike, we mean, you know, well out past that 50th percentile, then. For me, the question has becomes, have you, you know, sort of reached down and pulled the handbrake on mm. in terms of your own effectiveness, mm. all right? And, and I guess, you know, if, if we've um, gravitated towards a, that dependent piece, then in, inevitably we start to question ourselves, we start to doubt ourselves, we start to slow down, we start to, uh, you know, feel less confident about backing ourselves. And, and so, you know, one way or another, that will impact on our effectiveness at the end of the day, you know, too much of that is not particularly helpful in terms of you being at your best, you being as effective as you can be. And, you know, because the next question is on the impact, and you're already talking about that, because sometimes people say, well, I've just changed jobs, or I've yeah. just, you know, I'm in this new team or unfamiliar situation, or this thing has just happened, whatever that is. And that's kind of pushed me down into that green space. What would you say about that? Yeah, I think that talks to something that we say consistently when we're talking to people about the, the circumplex model and the, you know, the LSI instrument and the 12 styles. And that is that, you know, to some degree, all of the styles can be helpful, you know, and, and, and typically we all use all of those styles, you know, uh, in certain circumstances and to certain degrees. So it's not to sort of demonize any of the styles, you mm. know. And so the scenario that you've just referred to, kind of newness to role, I guess sort of change in general, but newness to roles a good example, you know. You know, sure, it, it sort of makes sense that some of that, de- you know, dependent style is sort of natural or almost to be expected, you know. Um, I'm the new kid on the block and, you know, and, and we're still trying to get our feet under the desk and all of that, you know. But I think if that's where people are going with it, if they're sort of linking it to you know, my dependent spike is connected to the fact that I've just started my new job. We want to get people thinking about, look, at what point is that likely to stop serving you? What, Whilst it's sort of understandable, perhaps, you know, it's likely to be at some point soon, uh, you're not the new kid on the block, right? you know, <laughs> and so it, it's likely to get to a point where even if it's sort of somewhat helpful to me at the moment, you know, that'll cease to be the case probably at some point because, you know, you, people's expectations are going to change and, and, you know, your expectations of yourself, you know, are likely uh-huh. to going to want to change. And, and so at some point we need to step away from that, step out of that and step into you know, something else that's going to facilitate us being at our best. So, you know, it's it's the question we ask with all of the defensive styles, isn't it, really, at the end of the day? So, you know, in what ways is it serving you mm. versus, you know, is there likely to be a downside to that? And, you know, dependent is a style that, you know, people will often link to change or, or to, you know, newness to role. Mm. It's a pretty good example. So understandable, yes, you know and probably some value in that, but we don't really want to get stuck there. You know, at some point we want to climb out of that 
so that we can get ourselves to a position where we can be uh, at our best and you know as effective as possible. And that's the challenge, you know. Yeah, you're not the new guy forever, as you say. So how do you take steps to move out of there? Yeah, you know. And then of course there are people who they are kind of, you know, stuck there whether they're in a new role or or not. It's kind that's of right. doesn't make a difference. That's where I'd be and looking outwards for that direction. So in, if someone's in that position and and they've got their LSI report and they had a bit of dependent in the profile, what are some things they could be doing? You know, what could they be thinking about in order to shift the dial on that a bit? Yeah, you know, look, this is going to, um, of course, depend on the individual. But for me, part of the answer is this point that we made before, and, and that is that it sits across from achievement. And so, you know, sort of ultimately we want people, I think, to start thinking about that, you know, what and defining it for themselves, you know, what what would that look like for them if they were able to hand on heart describe themselves as kind of higher in achievement and therefore less independent than might be the case now, what would that look like? And I always encourage people to at least to get started, to start small, you know, just some little goals that just sort of help with some momentum. And, you know, you can build on that as you go. But one of the characteristics of high dependent almost is this kind of uh, sense of helplessness Perhaps, you know, well, certainly that, you know, I'm not in control here Uh. of my own destiny. I'm not charting my own course. Uh. I'm not in the driver's seat Uh of me. And so somehow we need to reframe that, right? And so what would it take for people to feel as though they're a little bit more in control or a little bit more in the driver's seat? So I always encourage people to think broadly. So think holistically about all aspects of your, your life. But also to think at least initially kind of short term, you know, sort of small, just little baby steps around setting some objectives and for themselves some goals and, and just starting to feel a sense of accomplishment or, you know, almost where they're, where they're seeing some progress against some goals. And from that, once we, it's a bit like a snowball, once, once we start to get some momentum and people are able to acknowledge that to themselves, you know, that there's some progress happening, I, I think then we can sort of step it up and look for some bigger goals, longer term goals. But that's usually where I, I land with it. Yeah, I, I think in a lot of the conversations I have, well, some of them, especially when you see a disconnect where the one has a dependence spike, but the two doesn't necessarily see it, right? Other people don't see it. Is what's the evidence? You know, what's the evidence? Because there's doubt and worry there. What's the evidence for being worried or, or doubtful? Do you know, and and because a lot of people, I think, can be quite their own worst critic, if you like. Yeah. You know, and that kind of holds them back, and it's like for what? Because you don't need to. You yeah. Know? And and I often think a phrase you use, especially in the LSI too, when you see people in that green space, is the invite. What's the invitation from everyone? You know, it feels like you're holding yourself back. Come forward. Yeah. You know, come forward. So there's a bit of that, and and I think as well to what you're saying is setting some of those. You know, what's important to you? What do you want to achieve? Yeah. You know, what, who is, yeah. you know, what matters to you? So yeah. it's making some of your own decisions because if you, if you have that baseline, if you have that thought out, well, then we can do stuff. You know, it's when we're not sure and we're a bit lost, it's kind of hard, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, So it is, I think for me, you're spot on, Dom. It, for me, it is about trying to put yourself in the driver's seat of you uh-huh. a bit more. And not sort of relying on others so much to set the direction and 
uh, you know, sort of charting your, your own course a bit. You know, uh, doesn't always help us, but sometimes in an LSI 1, I'm very interested in how people have scored the satisfaction items at the back. Uh, and the point I'm making here is that if people have scored themselves low on some of those items, several of which are really not related necessarily to work, they're sort yeah. of broader than that. Those things can, in some cases, for some people, become really good targets for goals. Mm. You know, so if those items are uh, sort of scored, you know, three or less on that satisfaction items page, what I sometimes encourage people to think about is, you know, hypothetically, if we were doing this again, you know, say this time next year, and you're able to tell me those items are now fours and fives, then what might you have done? to feel a bit differently about that or feel a bit stronger about that. Mm. If you can play around with that idea, sometimes that leads to some goals, you know, and so just starting to move forward on some of those fronts, it can talk to, you know, a reduction in dependence and a growth in achievement, you know. Mm. So it's about trying to encourage people to think broadly when we talk sort of, you know, goal setting, try to be think fairly laterally about that. It really is about trying to craft out some goals around things that, that you want to focus on really for no other reason than you for want to you. focus on, yeah. you know? Yep. And so sometimes those items in the back there can be good targets for that mm. uh, just to get to prompt some thinking around, you know, what's the opportunity for me and, and trying to shift those those items along. I love that. That's uh, I hadn't thought of that before. So that's definitely one I'm going to take away in. Well, one more question. I was just kind of thinking if you were the manager of someone who's perhaps on the dependent side, because they might be kind of looking to you, you know, yeah. and asking you for direction and stuff. What could you be doing as the person's manager? Yeah. Well, I guess we want to try to in- encourage, you know, opportunities for people to back themselves. So maybe it's avoiding the temptation of always providing the answer or yeah. always providing the goals. Which is tempting, isn't it? Yeah. But trying to work with the person, kind of mentoring the person around, you know, what do they believe we should do? What, what are some of the goals? You know, so sort of encouraging self-setting of goals mm. um, within those in the, who are in your team and, you know, recognizing and rewarding, you know, efforts to do that, you know, and, mm. and so sort of acknowledging that, that and encouraging people to come forward in that way, acknowledging that they're doing it and encouraging them to, to keep doing it, uh, you know, that, that I think is going to reinforce that it's a desired, you know, behavior. Mm, yes. And I always think as well, clarifying, you know, decision-making, delegation type stuff, right? So sometimes people can think, oh, you know, Ian, my manager, needs to know all the stuff that I'm up to. You know, I need to involve, he wants to be involved in all these decisions. Meanwhile, you're sitting there like, I don't need to know any of this. <laughs> all right, you're all over it. Go for it. I trust you. You know, and I think sometimes clarifying that with people where it's like, hey, Ian, you know, you're all over that area. You you don't need to ask me. You know, just go for it, mate. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, you kind of touched on that a minute ago, didn't you? With the um, you know, what's the invitation? Yeah. So if we see dependent in an LSI two, and let's just say it's from a higher level manager breakout, you know, it, mm. it's it's spiked at that level. Mm. I sometimes think actually that's what the invitation is in a way. It, it's an invitation to stop checking. You know, or or stop checking as much as you are. And so if that's what the feedback is, then 
another spin on that in a way is that's almost a vote of confidence. Mm. You know, I'm indicating that you don't need to be coming to me as frequently as you are for, for this kind of direction and guidance because I know that you've got it, you know? And mm. so I think that's a, you know, look, it's a theory, right? When we see it laid out in front of us in an LSI 2 report, all I'm suggesting is there's a possibility that that's what the feedback is. And, and so why not test that? You know, I, th- I think it's a great conversation point, isn't it? I always encourage people to just go back for clarity. What, what is the essence of that feedback? But, you know, I have a hunch in a lot of cases, if there's green and particularly dependent, it's an encouragement, as you said earlier, Tom, to come forward more, participate in ways kind of more fully than perhaps you are, look for opportunities to back yourself. And in the case of dependent, you know, you don't really need to check as much as, as you are, you know, because I know that you've got it under control. But yeah, you know, that's always our theory, isn't it? But it'd be nice if people could step forward and, and sort of test that for themselves. But I'm pretty confident there'll be some of that in that feedback. Mm, that's awesome. So what I'm hearing in is, you know, step into that achievement space. It's across the it's across the dial from dependent and kind of opposite in orientation. So if we can pump that up, it's gonna pull this with it. Yeah. Yep. You know, so so check out that chapter in the book or that <laughs> podcast on the podcast. <laughs> but it's kind of about back yourself, you know, give it a go set some goals you know try and make some things happen start small maybe you know build up I think that's it Dom you know and if we go back sort of where we started with the LSI 1 if we see it in the LSI 1 I think what can end up happening is that people talk themselves out of stuff you know and so Mm. that's potentially a shame right you might miss out on some real opportunities you really want to do you're you're sort of not allowing yourself to do it give it a go I love it thanks Ian Okay, no problem, Dom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia, all rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au.